Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, 877-881-1053. You want to get involved in our conversations all day long on the truckwreck.com fan text. Also appreciate the Twolos and the YouTubers getting involved in our conversation. Love your feedback. Love getting involved with all of those platforms. Both teams played last night. Let's go to cut number five. And our question is, do you believe the Stars or the Mavs are best suited for sustained success all season? Stars have a two-on-one. They bring it in. Sagan. Now Sagan to the front. They score. The Dallas Stars. 42 seconds into the overtime and won it 4-3. I don't know how much we've talked about this over the years, but I definitely take delight in hearing the opposing calls when they lose. Like, I know everyone likes the calls when they win and go crazy, but just the disinterest and apathy at a huge play when he's like, Yep, he scored. Game's over. Yeah, yeah, that is. And, you know, Brad Sheehan, if you listen to him, too, in football games, if the Cowboys are down, he has that just despises uh, the way things are going. And you'll hear it in his voice, too, man. I used to always think that about Dave South in Texas A&M broadcast. If I had missed any of the game, I could just flip it on. I didn't even need to hear the score to get a general idea of how the game was going based on him. Wakachu drops that one. If you remember that Colby impersonation of Dave South, it is it is very, very good. All right, so Stars win last night. However, you know what? Let's go to positive Medford right here with cut number three. He wants you to think that the Mavericks won this game. And the dying embers of the first half. Here's a pull-up three. Kyrie Irving, give it to me. I like it. I just like the call, if we're being honest. That is, no, that is an excellent call, and I appreciate how much. keep that around? Yes, yes, for sure. Follow well, for sure. Give it to me. I like it. Is, maybe that version, too, is Medford clearly had to work hard to find positive Mavs stuff from that game because. That's tough. Stars win, Mavs lose, but looking at both of the teams across the season, they have both had excellent starts to the season. Which one do you think is better suited for success this season? Or the question we need to ask from the 817, are the Stars in it to win it? Okay, uh, the Stars the stars are in it to win it. I, I legitimately think that right now. Yes. Uh, they, they are the best team set up for the future and for this season's uh, sustainability. They, they have depth in their... Do we say farm system in hockey too? What do we yeah, in their minor league for sure. system? Yeah, you can say that. Uh, they have depth there, and the Mavericks like their their depth. Maybe it's down the line on their bench, but that's as far as it goes. I I will say, Kevin, there were moments last night where I watched Dwight Powell, and I was like, I get it, Mike. Now I I really do get it. 
the it, the Mavericks last night also decided they didn't want to play defense. Still agreed, and they were and then very the fourth passive. Quarter, they didn't want to play at all. Yeah, and the and the Pelicans were very aggressive defensively, and that converted into points. And the Mavericks fell behind early and just never were able to do it. And so when I look at at both of these teams, the Mavericks are kind of. They could be a, a great team competing for the Western Conference Finals. They also could very well be at the bottom of the playoff grouping. But, I mean, that's the way the Western Conference is, sure. too. The Western Conference is brutal. Stars have built a fantastic team with full season su- sustainability and sustainability beyond next year and the next three or four years because of what their core is. And now... Kevin, last night, line two with Matt Duchesne and and Sagan. What a revelation Duchesne continues to be. And and, and it's livened Sagan up. You know, it, it did last night. You saw some really good plays from him last night, too. And so seeing the that that combination, that's the 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 stars are at a point now where they're like, let's just add a veteran to this team. And if we need to add another one, we can we can, but we're really good. So that's where I look at this and I'm like, man. The stars, the the future is bright with them where you don't know with Kyrie. You don't know with Luka how much longer you have with them. Even this season could be a moment where they just go, I'm done. I'll see you later. So I'm going to go with the stars as well. But I do have a question. If the stars have the dude and how important you think that is in hockey. And what I mean by that is the Mavericks have the dude that you can build the franchise around in Luka, right? And I know the stars look at Robertson, Haskinen, Ottinger. Those are all dudes you can build around. But do you think they have a guy that is like an unquestioned top five or six player in the league? And then my follow-up question to that is, because of rotational patterns, do you think that is anywhere near as important in hockey? Um, I did, has, has Connor McDavid won it all every I, year? It feels like that. Connor McDavid's at the top of the list. But like, does his team win it all oh, every oh, year? No, no. So, so like, you could have that guy that that is really good for sure. And you probably, you know, Brett Hull. You wanted to add that to this Stars team. No, nah, man, this is I think the most important thing in when it comes to hockey is having lines that that think the same way yeah. that uh, that approach it the same way. Like, if you're going to be a physical line, you're a physical line, and everybody on that line knows it. Uh, I don't. I don't really think that in hockey you have to have that one specific guy because so many different names can pop up on the stat sheet and be a factor. And hell, a tip in could really be the the difference. And I know Pavelski is like an expert at it, and I've seen Sagan get get even better at it too. But like those those little you know bounces of the ball are very different. In in the NBA, it's designed that way. You have to have that dude to build around. And what makes it tough is you have that dude. And then you don't have the financial, uh, the finances to actually be able to build around because right. you had to spend all the money on that dude. And you know what? I saw somebody else go, just give it another second. Wyatt Johnston is that dude. He's great, but, man. But to your point, Corey, it doesn't feel anywhere near as important in hockey because of how much, you know, how much the flow of play changes and how you're going to see, you know, a basketball game. Maybe your top guy will go 40, 42 out of 48 minutes, maybe more in the playoffs. But in hockey, now you're probably talking about maybe 20 to 22 minutes out of the 60 or something in that range. Well, in the goalie part, too, somebody texted that. That's in, a good Kevin. point. You need a good goalie. 
We got and one. And we did see yep. an era of the great goalies, right? Sure. The Dominic Koshiks, the Eddie Belfours, those, the Patrick Waz. That was a time. God, what a time. But you still have to have the team in front of those guys to be able to do it because the goalie, he doesn't do it on his own. And, and that's why I think I go back to, it definitely feels like the stars. Like, if you told me right now the Mavericks will make it to the Western Conference Finals, my response is going to be, Oh, great. I'm glad that the playoffs were looking really good and it went well. If you tell me the stars make it to the Western Conference Finals, I'll be like, and then what happened? Because that's kind of the expectation. That might be too high of an expectation for any team, but it feels like when you look at the depth in the line, when you look at the depth defensively that this team has that maybe hasn't been there as much the last several years, you look at the goalie, you look at the hot shot scores they've got, the Stars feel like a team that are at the top now or near the top will be at or near the top in a month, in two months, and come the time of the playoffs. I do I do still question, and I, I'm going to have to see it at some point, if they're tough enough. I think they're a tough group, like, totally, okay? But do you go up against a team that just decides they're going to be tougher that night? Is that going to be a factor? And can the Stars overcome that? They like they're attacking right now, man. Like they look like, look, we're going at the net. Good, good luck stopping us. But if it comes down to, hey, we got a guy that's tougher than your guy. Where are they in the, in that respect? And last year, we you know we saw it. The Stars were able to overcome the Wild. They they got past that. Uh, and then, but I guess you saw Dumba last night too, and you were like, hey, and that was was that the first time you've seen Dumba this season? I know. I can't remember know about but, that. But the the whole like the whole idea of. Can you have that one dude that says, I will punish, and and it's going to be a punishment if you go after our guys? I know that doesn't quite exist the same way in hockey anymore, but you still have to have something, some element of that when playoff time comes. Now, the good news for the Stars, as we talked about yesterday, I want to say, maybe it was the day before, is they continue to be in control of the Central Division. And... You want to have in a position where you're set up well for the playoffs. Not necessarily just in terms of home ice, but in terms of hopefully a more advantageous matchup. But I do realize that Boston might be like, wait on just a second. Don't think that all of your regular season really matters when it comes to the playoffs. But I do think you're seeing a more well-rounded Stars team or the potential for a more well-rounded Stars team than we've seen in a while. And I do realize they were just in the West Finals. I realized a couple of years before that they were in the Stanley Cup final. I, I'm not kidding when I tell you this feels like perhaps a more complete Stars team. Yeah, no, I, and they've done a really good job designing, you know, adding to it over the last. I guess we got to give Nil a lot of credit here. Uh, sure. Is this the first time we give him that kind of credit? Because there was always this thing that you felt was missing or they felt just short of. I will admit I was a critic of Nil at a point when he was picking another coach because I'm like, Dude, it's been a lot of coaches. Yeah, why does... And I realize one of those situations, perhaps not as much in their control, but I was like, why does the same guy get to keep picking the coach when we don't feel good about how it ends up? But clearly the last several years of the Stars have been freaking phenomenal. Yeah, no, I I will finally, I guess, give him that credit. It took some time for... He's had this job for a while, but he's built something that is now not just a couple of years that you're going to be like, wow, that was really good for a couple of years. It looks like it's going to be something that's going to that you're going to be a, a big fan for a long time, Kevin. I do. I wanted to ask real quick though, too, because okay. we were talking about basketball and hockey being the you, when you do you need the stud in hockey? Sure. Do you need the stud in basketball? You do. 
baseball's very similar to hockey in that in that respect because Agreed. you need Corey Seager, Agreed. but you also need a Dolis. Yeah. You know, you you need and the pitcher. And yeah, because yeah. you just saw you just saw the Angels, and they were like, "We'll just throw all sorts of guys out there." They had the two best dudes, yeah, and they couldn't get anything done. So, like, that's another sport where it doesn't really matter in that. This could be something really fun to look forward to is everyone around here loved the Winter Classic. It felt like not just a hockey game, but it was when an it was event. Here. Yeah, and yeah. it was a happening. Is NHL is looking to play a game in Mexico City, and I was reading a story in the Dallas Morning News, is the stars are anxious to try to get in on that, not only because of proximity, but because of their big Hispanic fan base in Dallas. They were like, hey, we're a natural to play in this game. So just keep an eye out for that. Is That's awesome. The stars are like, hey, we would like to be in that game if it does take place in Mexico City. You want to go? Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's get the let's do a show trip. Let's have the boss send us down there. We should probably wait until they schedule it first. Let's go ahead and get tickets now. Okay. I already I bought them. Look, I'm online right now getting my plane ticket. Okay. I'm sure it'll change what, by next week. What's the date you're getting the plane ticket for? Just so I can be aware. Uh winter classic time okay so in like a month and a half yeah would this all be set up and done i'm hoping you know winter classic oh, time bro i'm afraid i, I just get excited about trips terrible man news for you. i get excited <laughs> I about trips it's gonna be ready by then <laughs> from the 214 i know normally we do shout outs on fridays this this feels like a good one can i get a shout out from you guys y'all are important to my mental health i turn on the radio and hear y'all and i'm relaxing can get through the day at work I'm going through some things, but I have decided to finally see the talking doctor. That is delightful. I, look, we talk about it all the time. Every day is a new day and a new opportunity to do things differently or maybe do things better. And I know people are like, that sounds like a poster. But I really do believe that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola Plus. You want to talk big basketball fight or the Olympics we all really need? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan from the 601. Y'all shouted out my son over a year ago after successful heart surgery. Can he get a shout out today? He's always in school during your show, but he's with me now on the way to the dentist. His name is Zion, and he was excited this season to find out he shares a birthday with Nathaniel Lowe. Well, congratulations 
to you. Shout out to you and good work getting out of school. Shout out Wednesday. Shout out Wednesday is what I'm loving right I now. Mean, let's hey, let's do all the shout outs today too. Heart surgery and going to see the talking doctor. Those are pretty big. No, that deals. is huge. That's significant. I really and going yeah, I love that, man. Right now, brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? You're not going to change that mood, though, are you, with devastating injury, <laughs> injury news or news anything or like anything. that? Well, we, I don't think anybody has spoken yet today, so we're a little earlier than usual. But we'll see what comes out of the locker room, and McCarthy's not till what, 3.30, 3.45, something like that? Yeah. the Mickey, I was kind of thinking about this today as I know – We've seen this team without Leighton Vanderesh for a while now. Yeah. Um, but th- that's two significant injuries that I can think of him and Diggs that you took away from what we expected to be a really good defense. And the Cowboys seem to still be a really good defense. Two two starters, right? Yeah. Two yeah. very good players. Uh, you know, one guy was leading you in, in tackles uh, at the time of the injury. Uh, and then, you know, I don't think I need to point out Diggs's importance, but right. they've been, they've been pretty fortunate, uh, on Deron Bland's ability to play inside and outside seemingly equally well. Um, now I, I don't know, you know, that then made room for Jordan Lewis to, to get on the field. Um, but you know, it, it it had been interesting if they had all three of them there uh, at the same time. If when Lewis got back, if he would have been the odd man out. Yeah. And you kind of think so, right? Right. Uh, I don't the think way Bland plays. Yeah. You're not going to take Bland off the field. So yeah, that one, um, that one, you know, hurts. Um, but they've they've been able to survive uh, in the passing game. Uh, you know, with minimal uh, loss of digs, Bland's played well, but it hurts the depth, right? Because now, you know, who's the next guy up after those the three guys that are playing right now? Yeah, very, very valid point there. That was kind of, I mean, I guess going back to that, though, is when was the last time you remember a Cowboys team having this type of depth that they could – overcome something like this yeah because normally you you lose a starting corner Cooked. You know, your bet your best corner yeah you're in big trouble and uh a starting linebacker yeah. too that that was playing at a, a really high level after playing at a high level last year um, and they've been able to either you know disguise the loss or you know be able to you know find somebody to get in there and and do an adequate job that it's it's not a a weakness where teams are going okay that's where we're going right um, and you know from a point standpoint yeah okay you know the the San Francisco game got them but after that what the, the highs twenty eight the what the Eagles scored if, yeah off the top of my head yeah so yeah they've done a pretty good job of of making up for. Uh, those losses but yeah there's not a lot of teams in the league that can lose two valuable starters like that and not suffer a letdown do you look then since we're talking about you know digs came up obviously we've been talking about lve do you look at cornerback do you look at linebacker as i guess positions then that make you a little nervous based on depth or is there a different position that if you're like 
if they have a problem here, you watch out. Uh, offensive line, maybe. Quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, it's always going to be the offensive line, right? I mean, when I mean they've got what one? I was trying to remember how many backups they have on the offensive lines. Three or four, right? And Chuma is the only one with any experience, yep. and that doesn't make me feel good. Uh, and then you got Bass, uh, Awesome Richards, and uh, I'm going to forget his name. The center, the backup center, Hoffman. Uh, Hoffman, yeah. And you know, three of the four don't have hardly any experience. Uh, so yeah, that that to me is somewhat uh, concerning. So. Uh, but they were able to muddle through that uh, when Tyron was out. Uh, you know, it, I don't know that. I mean, that was a weakness, I guarantee you. So, yeah, I would think more that because uh, you, can't, you can't disguise a deficiency on the offensive line. At some point, it'll get exposed, right? Either in the run game or in the passing game. Like, yeah. It very quickly. And, and, and at least on defense, you know, you can kind of do some things. You know, um, yeah, I've I've been told that, you know, from a defensive standpoint, you know, if you you aren't you don't have enough talent, you can do some things with scheme to kind of hide that. But it's it's kind of hard to hide deficiencies on offense um, because it's it's hard to scheme yourself through uh, losing somebody. Uh, that's that's really you know obviously quarterback uh, you you know if you don't have a good backup you can't disguise that you know that's why uh, how that game turned out this past Sunday against the Giants getting to play a lot of those young guys in the fourth quarter I mean that that was like practice yeah because you don't get to I mean take Cooper Rush you know he probably got more snaps in that fourth quarter than he gets. Um, during the whole week, maybe two weeks of practice. And it's during something that matters. Like, I realize the game was not in the balance, but it is a game, and it's really happening. And you don't get practice like that. Oh. Because you don't practice live anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, you got the pads on, but there's no tackling and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, that was good work for, for him because he hadn't really done much than mop up at the end in a game or two. So that's more snaps than he would have had all week. Same thing with the, you know, the backup offensive lineman uh, that got out there and were able to play. You played your young receivers. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good fourth quarter. And for the defensive guys, too, that, you know, the backups get a few, right? But the majority go to the guys that are going to play in the game. So, um, I thought that was a huge benefit that they don't normally get, right? I mean, well, and he, he, to get it two weeks in a row is yeah. also going to be great, right? With well, like... you hope. See, I'm sitting here before I got on with you <laughs> yeah. guys, and I'm going through the Carolina stuff. It's bad, and I was trying to find something to say. Well, now you better be careful. Um, I'm like three quarters of the way down a legal pad, and I haven't found anything yet. That team sucks, Mickey. It's okay to just say that. Kevin will say it for that you, That team too. sucks. Yeah. Well, I was trying to look at, you know, uh, their offense. and They haven't uh, been shut out this year. That's... No, they haven't. They, uh, there but you they're go. 29th in scoring. They're averaging 17 points a game. And in the last three, 
They've scored 15, 13, and 13, and somehow they won with 15 against Houston. Which is crazy. Still weird, How does that yeah. happen? Because still Houston weird. has been putting up points right? yeah. a lot of the time. And I noticed out of the nine games they played, six of them, they've scored no more than 17 points. So Bryce Young's been sacked 29 times. That's ranks 28th in the league. I I know it's a longer-term thing than just, hey, how have the first nine games gone? But do you think it hurts Carolina? Not that they don't believe in Bryce Young for the rest of his career, but do you think it hurts them to see how well C.J. Stroud has been doing to start off and being like, yeah, we could have done that? Yeah, but I think you got to look at you know, what you have around the guy, too. I mean, I think you got to be uh, sure. you know, honest with yourself to see who's playing with Bryce Young. I mean... You know, I mean, Adam Thielen, you've heard of, right? Yes. Jonathan Mingo? Yes. You yes. have? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, but that's because we love. Better than me. That's because we love football, Well, Nick. and yeah, and I also. But I hear you. I drafted and I like DJ Chark, but again, you know, they just, just don't seem to have much uh, offensively or, you know, their best defensive player that they kind of highlight. Um, in their release Burns. is Brian Burns. Yeah, very good, Corey. Yeah, he's he's a talented player. I also did look at that uh, that See, release. We got you Hoffman. We <laughs> got here's you Burns. You got to watch out for him. Defensive lineman, right? Um, they've got this stat here of tackles, tackles for losses, and quarterback hits, and he is one of five guys that have at least forty-eight tackles, at least. Four tackles for losses, that's his four, and have at least eight quarterback hits, and that's his eight. So they found – that's a pretty good PR department there to find that, right? They they do <laughs> – yes, yes. That is – that is Fair. they do have one thing that I know Kevin loves, and that is Johnny Hecker. Kevin, you are a huge Johnny oh, Hecker man. guy. I got made fun of a couple of years ago at the joint practice with the Rams because uh-huh. – he would step out there and just freaking boom the ball. And I was like, good Lord. <laughs> and so I, I realize our punter is really good, and it's been a few years removed from Hecker, but I used to be a humongous fan of his abilities. Well, I should have looked up their punting average and see where the, that might have been a positive to find, right? Yeah, go check it out. He might have fallen on hard times in the last couple of years, but there was a time when I thought he was unquestionably the best punter. Well, let's see here real quick. He's averaging 47.1 a punt. That's pretty good. 43.8, too, is pretty good, too. All right. So there All you right. go. So Battle of the punters. Well, but you want him punting, right? <laughs> That's true. Yes. And I, I do not want our guy punting. No. I remember, I know we talked about this the other day, when they punted, when the Cowboys punted for the first time, I felt like I was legitimately upset, even though the game was out of reach. I was like, come on, guys, what are we doing? Yeah, and and then, um, you know, the their most yards in a game, three forty two against the Lions. Um, they got three seventy eight against Seattle and scored twenty seven points, but they lost. See, you're trying, Mick. I'm and trying. I appreciate that. <laughs> they beat the Bears with two hundred thirteen yards. They lose to what? Indy, two hundred thirteen total yards. That's lose to Indy with one ninety eight. Look. This is what I always go back to. We lost to Arizona. I know. I so know. that's that's my go-to. And it's a road game, right? That's true. And what are they on the road? Two and three? Ooh. Am I right? so good yeah. at home. 
And okay. then 4-0 at home. All right. So it is a road game. We're going to put it up on the website. Mickey thinks the Cowboys are going down this weekend. <laughs> this is that what you took be, from that court? This is going to be hard to come up with a score, right? I Now's the time. It's if okay. You gonna, have two more days, though. If, if you're going to predict a Mike Bassick-esque blowout score, <laughs> this is the weekend to make it happen, man. Well, we, on our podcast on Friday, we laughed because we were trying to pick a score, and Nate was sitting in, and he predicted 100 to nothing. I like it. <laughs> and we laughed, right? And when it was sitting there 28 to nothing, I'm going, well, Nate might get the last laugh here. Indeed. Um, I appreciate it very much, good sir. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. There you go. Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. I think I'm talking with Nate tonight on the Cowboys Hour, Ooh. so I'll be on that. I just got a text message from Adrian. all right, because she's, she's going out of town with her sister, and uh, she is flying out here in, at 12 o'clock. And I said, I saw that her Uber trip was over. And I said, uh, I said, you made it. And she said, thank goodness. And I was like, wow, what's going on? And she said that when she got into the Uber, would you get into this Uber, Kevin? Ooh, okay. Man, Alec, that Alec needs, would you get into this that Uber? That needs to be a new segment. Would you get into this Uber? She, and, and I, look, man, there are Uber drivers out there. There are Tolos. Thank you so much. Y'all crush. Y'all are awesome. But she said whenever she opened the trunk to put her suitcases in, because she needs multiple suitcase, suitkai, uh, she no, no, that's there was a creepy doll in the back with a leash around its neck. And she was like, I almost didn't get into the Uber, but she did anyway. No. Would you have gotten into the Uber? No chance. Keep the money. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. No <laughs> chance. Thanks for, like, creepy dolls are already creepy enough. I guess since it was in the trunk, like, that, I'm going to let it go That makes bit. you feel better? Would, how would you feel if you got into the car and it was in the, the back seat with you? See, I Do you think also sit in the back seat in Ubers, or do you sit in the front? I, I sit in the back seat. Okay. Is, I think it would have been creepier if it was in the front seat, and this is like, hi, I'm Chip. <laughs> and I'd be like, nope, nope. I'm out. One night, Adrian and I got into an Uber, and a, there was an older gentleman driving, and his wife was in the car with him. Oh. And he, they said, this is we, this is how we spend time together is we drive around an Uber. Smart. And I was like, we're going to get gassed and eaten. Like, that's all I was thinking was that they were going to take us, that we weren't going to be eating dinner out. They were going to eat us. From the 940, no way, bro. What the <laughs> F is that about? Cause it it just, was a trunk. I know, but think about it. And this is probably where I get into trouble in real life. I can just imagine, like, <laughs> this summer. And then they show a trunk opening up on an Uber with that doll on a leash. And it was like, don't get in the car. <laughs> Does the doll walk? And they have, like, why is it wearing a leash? Look, as if I didn't feel this way before Toy Story, I definitely could see those dolls get up and walking. Maybe it's because I watch Puppet Masters. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm a little concerned about that. By the way, from the 214, as an Uber driver, I would not have gotten into that See, car. See, that is the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of backup that I was looking for right there. All right. By the way, some more people have dropped in with just the most incredible shout-outs, and it feels impossible to ignore. Shout out Wednesday from the 214. Shout out to my mom Lori from Farmers Branch who beat breast cancer. Love you from your best son Tolo for life, Justin. That is incredible. I also like that they said best son. From the 817, spoke to you guys the night the Rangers won it all. Told you about my dad. Is He had a heart condition, and he went into the hospital three stints to open up 99% blockage 
and he is doing well. Can you give a shout-out to my pop, Steve? Love y'all from Jordan in Dayton, Ohio. I do remember that call from Ohio. So, some fantastic shout-outs right there. And, man, it feels like everybody <laughs> is just, yes, that was the London Bridges song. It sounds creepy if you slow it down. I think we should do another segment in the future. Yes. Everything can sound creepy if you slow it down. Would you get into that Uber? It needs to be a future segment. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, are you upset about the Bochi snub that I told you was going to happen? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. First and third one out. Rangers trailing 2-1. to one. Adolis Garcia swings and hits one high and deep into left field. McCormick is back at the wall. It is gone! Gone! Adolis Garcia who slams his back down midway between home and first. Now starts to take his trot. A three-run Jimmy Jack here for Adolis Garcia to put Texas in front. Four to two. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're just looking back at some of the Peaceathon packages we're putting together. By the way, half-day fishing trip with Lu- Lucius Alexander on Lake Grapevine. So that will be one of what? The- yes. Oh, I get to go hang out with Lucius and, and fish? go fish. So that is one of many awesome things that we're going to have ready for Peaceathon, which is in one week. Right now, Corey, I saw the narrative that you have spun online as if I was somehow happy that Bruce Bochy did not win manager of the year. I just told you this is exactly how it was going to play out. You, that's, I mean, but still, you didn't have to do that. You could have just been like, hey, you know what? I'm more, instead of being right, you could have just been happy. Uh, now I would have been happy. Are you happy that he, that he, are you happy that he lost? No. I don't believe you. <laughs> you were going to say that. I'm not. 877-881-1053 if you think Kevin's happy. I'm not. Uh, that Bruce Bochy didn't win manager of the year. I, I will say this. It doesn't matter to Bruce Bochy. Oh, for sure. He got the most important part. Jo- just like Josh Young. It doesn't matter that Josh Young, who, that's that's tough too, man. Josh Young had a great rookie season. Yep. Gunnar Henderson had a similarly great rookie yeah. season. And jo- because Josh Young gets hurt for a few weeks, he loses it. You know, very similar to Corey Seager. Everybody seems to think that the... The injury was a big problem for him, but it wasn't for Otani. You know, it's that's really interesting that you say that because without the injury, Josh Young at worst would have finished second for rookie of the year, if not one. Yeah. Corey Seager probably gonna finish second for MVP again because of an injury. And Bruce Bochi finished second for manager of the year. And and none of them would trade the World Series for any of those individual accolades. Yeah, not even I, close. I do wonder if like later down the road if Josh Young would look at back at it and be like could have helped me in negotiation or anything like that. But right. I think winning a World Series helps you in negotiations for sure, especially whenever you produce the way you did in the World Series, too. You had some really good games uh, in that stretch. Here, Here's the thing that I don't understand about the way this award played out. All right, so Brandon Hyde got 27 first-place votes, two second-place votes, and the other three first-place votes went to Bruce Bochy, right? Uh-huh. 30 people voted. Bruce Bochy got 25 first, second, or third place votes. It means there were five writers who thought a team improving by 22 games in their first year under their manager was not worthy of a top three vote. <laughs> to put this in even better perspective, John Schneider 
from the Blue Jays got a third place vote. The Blue Jays had a record that was like two or three games worse than it was last year. Now I realize there are other factors that go into that, but so at least one person's like John Schneider, third place vote. You did a great job. I know your team got worse, but you did a heck of a job. Bruce Bochy, hey, I know you came in, had a different philosophy, and they won 22 more games. Eh. Yeah, I, it, it, look, man, I'm not a, vo- a voter for that. I'm not a, I'm not one of those people, but I would have been very biased too. I, I, I do think that Brandon Hyde, great job. Everybody, he did an but incredible I, job. But again, I do think that that team was kind of on you, the upswing on that on that trajectory, and you couldn't have thought that about the Rangers this year. You thought the Rangers, honestly, a lot of people thought the Rangers were throwing money at people ridiculously, much like the Rangers have done in the past. Yep, just throwing money out there when, in reality. Chris Young had a very good plan in place of the type of people he wanted to bring in. And we can talk about this more with Mike, but it was very baseball specific people like baseball guys. Bruce Bochy is a baseball manager, former player. He is a baseball first guy. And you're, when you're trying to build a team, do you want a bunch of guys that are trying to work on, you know, build their portfolio? Or do you want a bunch of guys that are trying to build their resume for the hall of fame? Yeah. And that's what they decided they wanted. And they got a bunch of guys that, that could do that. And, Kevin, I was just talking to you about the the Adam Morris uh, post that he has on Twitter right now and how he's pointing out Astros fans are really mad at us because we went and bought uh, a World Series, essentially. And he's, and he's, like, pointing out, yeah, because your ownership told you you had to be the worst team in baseball for three years uh, and even a little bit longer, but you had to stink in order to be good. And they are good. Like, they, the Astros are, have been good sure. since then. I mean, not good enough this no, year. But not not and, good and, enough this year. They stunk. And that goes into another thing that I don't understand about the voting. When people talk about how, how much talent the Rangers bought, I hear you. They bought most of that talent the year before, right? Like, they got Simeon and Seager, the half a bill that we're all familiar with. Their big acquisition this offseason was Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom got hurt. And he was not a factor for a big chunk of the season. I know they made other acquisitions, but that was their big one. So what was the other big thing that changed? Bruce Bochy came in. Yeah. Uh, Ivaldi was a great addition. For sure. And I don't know that sure. like, you weren't expecting what he gave you this year, but there was still a stretch where he wasn't there too. And they were able to overcome that. And I will tell you, don't you think Nathan Ivaldi is, he's a very good player, but I don't think in the offseason or offseasons past, people are like, oh, they got a Baldy. That's a game changer. No, you thought, okay, they, they still, they're still missing some For things. For sure. But I think the one thing with DeGrom was that gave you hope. More than anything else, I, I do think that whenever you signed Jacob DeGrom, you were like, you know, you were still doing the if thing. But you were like, man, this team really is not saying, is, ba- is not backing down off of their, we're going to go get the best guys we can. And just not just throwing money out there just to throw it out there. And Kevin, yeah, it is wild that you're upset that Bochi got three first place votes and that you that Hyde wasn't a unanimous winner. No, it's weird, man. No, it's a weird no. Take. I already told you I would have voted for Bruce Bochi. I'm upset that five people didn't think he was top three. And Dusty All Baker. All five of those are Astros writers. I mean, Dusty Baker got a second and a third place vote. So you think? Do you think that's the case? Do you think it was the Houston writers that were like, "We're not writing Bochy into this"? Thing? I definitely think a Houston writer might have left 
Bruce Bochy off the list, which is preposterous. But look, I just wanted to warn people yesterday because it was a regular season award that it might not go their way. I do have this. Our way. Yes. Sorry. Gosh. Our way. Wow. That's what I meant. I I do have this question to you. Um, Did the Rangers, have they put the league on notice that they're going to be competitive in negotiations all the time? And now the rest of the league is like, well, we got to catch up to those guys. Well, I think they put the league on notice because unlike the Mets, who also tried to buy Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out for them, and then they're going to sell, is not only are they competitive bidding, but they won. Like, let's even say they didn't win the World Series. Let's say they made it to the ALCS. I still think the scenario would be the same when you're like, holy smokes, dude, they're, they're getting people, and they were just in the ALCS. Now they're getting people, they want Shohei, and they're the defending world champions. They, you have to look at them like that. They've always, for the longest time, and I don't, and you know, I saw somebody text in yesterday that JD never got the luxury of having the the checkbook open for him this way. That I disagree with. I that. will, yeah, I'll disagree with that on some some other fronts as well. At the end, agreed. The but this has always been a team that's operated as <clears throat> if it was a lower market. Whenever yep. it's in a massive market. With lots of money flowing into that stadium yep. and the the TV rights to go along with it, there's a lot of money that can be incorporated. And the Rangers were always like, "Well, you know, the Yankees are different." And this year, they were like, "Look, let's go, let's go act like the big boys." They put their big boy pants on, and it worked out in a great way for them. Will it always work out? I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question. But I don't think Chris Young is going to do anything to stop it. I think Chris Young is going to say, "As long as I keep having this freedom to do it, I'm going to keep adding." I mean, again, DeGrom gets hurt. They say, let's go get Jordan Montgomery, which nobody was really, like, thinking it would be a big deal, but it turned out to be a massive, a significant game changer for them. No, it is incredible that the trade for Jordan Montgomery and the pickup of Evaldi, both of which removes people like, okay. Yeah. But not like, woo, is one of the driving forces that got you through the playoffs into the world title. And also, yeah, somebody from the 469, great job by Chris Young to also say, Bruce Bochy, you're the manager of the team. You do that part. Yes. I'm the general manager. I I will go acquire every piece I can for you. I'm not going to change the lineup. You're the guy that's going to be the guy, and everybody in that clubhouse will know it and have to respect it. That's why, Kevin, when you bring up Hater yesterday, that is one of the things is if Bochi says I I will be able to handle this guy, I trust him. Yeah. No, I I think you're probably right. I I think Bochi will be very honest with Chris Young when it comes down to hey, do I, is that kind of the kind of person I want in my clubhouse? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.